I'm very excited. Um, we've been, if you haven't been around for the past two weeks, we've been on a journey um, on pathways. So pathways that we are walking with God. Like what is the path that you have chosen to walk in, in your journey with God? And our key verse has been um, Proverbs 4, 4, verse 26 to 27. And it says, give careful thought to the paths for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or the left. Keep your foot from evil. And so we did an introduction about that. If you want to catch up on any of this um, episodes, services, episodes. Um, it's like I'm listening to a podcast, not, not episodes, you know, sermons. Uh, so if you want to catch up on any of the messages, they're on our FC app. And if you don't have connection to that, the hosting team will be able to lead you on that. But we had an introduction week and then Nimi did a great job last week. Didn't he do an amazing job on talking about wisdom? The thing that I, that I took from it, a lot of things, obviously the diagrams, there will be no diagrams this week. <laughs> I, as you see, I was struggling to speak and also coordinate other things. So me writing on the board and speak to you and think of everything, that's not going to happen. But Nimi did an amazing job and um, talking about wisdom. But one of the things that I really took from it um, that we discussed in our connect group was the beginning, no, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And he replaced fear and he said, fear is actually, fear of the Lord is actually respect and love of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. When we respect and love the Lord, we begin to walk in that wisdom of who he is. And it blew my mind because this week I just kept on looking for verses that said fear so I could read it all over again. That said fear of the Lord. I was like, fear of the Lord, respect and love of God. Oh, it makes it so much easier to walk in what God is asking me to walk in. So that's a shameless plug on Nimi's message. It was really great. But this week, no, I'm not going to speak on wisdom. I'm going to speak on righteousness. And we love to use that word. We see it in the Bible. Well, maybe we don't. Do we actually use that in our everyday life? Maybe we don't use it in our everyday life. But righteousness is a word we see repeated in the Bible numerous times. And would you know that it's actually repeated more than 500 times in the Bible? So basically, I think God is trying to tell us something, right? If he's repeating it 500 times, more than 500 times in the Bible, it means he's going, hello, can I just get your attention? Are you walking in righteousness? Are we righteous children of the Lord? Are we on the pathway of righteousness? And righteousness is that word that isn't, well, it's very long as well. Every time I type it, I was like, am I typing the right thing? Did I put a typo? Because it just keeps on going. It has all the vowels, well, except for I. Yeah, I think I is the only vowel. Oh, and A. Okay, all right. It has a lot of vowels in there. Anyway, um, as I was typing it out, it's not actually a word where we use often. We love the word love, hope, because, you know, it gives us those warm and fuzzy feelings. You know, oh, I just love somebody. Oh, we have hope for something. Oh, the Lord's kindness, his goodness, you know. And then there's righteousness, just righteousness. It's like that thing that just sits. You know, it's, um, it's not a, um, there's a pudding that's really like really stodgy. Yeah, righteousness is like that. It's not like one of those fluffy steamed puddings. It's one of those steamed puddings that are just proper stodgy. And you're just like, but you know, it kind of makes you feel good, but it takes a lot to break it down. That's just righteousness for you. So today we're going to break down and really understand what is righteousness and what does it mean to walk down the path of righteousness. Are we ready for this journey? Because we're going to have a lot of verses because, you know, it says it 
more than 500 times. I'm not going to give you 500 verses, so just breathe. I feel sorry for Godwin. I had lots of verses. I said, Godwin, there's so many verses. So I'm not even going to give you little words to put in between because you have a lot of work to do. So bear with us. Um, We're going to go through it today. So let's start with what is righteousness, the definition of righteousness. And it says, it's the condition of being acceptable to God as made possible by God. So see, this definition of righteousness has nothing to do with me and my humanness and my works. It actually goes, it's a condition of being acceptable to God as made possible by God. So it's about being in right standing with God. So I am standing right beside God and all is well with me because of who he has created me to be. So if we try to seek for righteousness in our own strength, we're really going to fail. So I'm going to share a bit of a story. Um, I grew up in a Catholic um, church, and I, I feel like I was just called to love Jesus from day one. I think when I came out of my mom's womb, I think that was it. I was called to worship, to love him, because anything that had to do with God, I loved it. So here I am, this little kid, and um, what used to happen is, if any of you have been in the high church, there is a altar, well, it's not, it's, isn't it an altar at the front where you kneel and, you know, you say your prayers or you get your communion. So in, in the African Roman Catholic Church, all the kids would be at the front. So we would all sit at the front. I think it was just so that the parents could see and be like, that child is naughty, sort yourself out, you know, behave. Um, so we would all sit at the front and then all the parents would be sitting in the pews. So we would sit there and we would always come to this part of mass where it goes about confession, you know, confess your sins. And, and you know, I would be like so present in the service, right? Obviously, because, you know, the parents are watching you. So you also have to be like praying. And, but I, I loved it. I loved the stories and everything that they would share about the Bible. But when we came to the confession part, he would say, confess your sins. Have you done anything that you're not walking right with God? Confess it. So I'd go through the list, Lord, that time when I wasn't nice to my friend or... Um, I had a wrong attitude when I was doing the dishes, did the dishes a lot, and most of the times I didn't have a good attitude. Uh, my mom isn't here, but she would testify to that. I grew up, you know, I have a better attitude now when it comes to it. I don't think about it, it just happens. But I would go through the list of all the things that I didn't do right that week, and then I'll start the week again. And I would do so well. I'd be like, Lord, I'm committing. I'm going to do better this week. And then Sunday would come. I'd be great because, you know, we've just come from church because, you know, you're in cloud nine when you come from church. And then Monday would come and I'm still committed. I wake up in the morning and be like, I am going to do great. It's going to be great. I will do great and do all these things. Tuesday comes. It kind of dwindles away. I forget about Literally forget about it until I'm sitting again on Sunday in church and it's time for confession and I'm like, Oh, here we go again. Let me go through my list. I have failed. But at the age of 12, I was introduced to a savior. I was introduced to what it means to have a personal relationship with Jesus. And from then, it was like, actually, it's not about me getting it right all the time. It's about what Jesus did on the cross and he finished it. And because of him, I am made righteous. And because of what he has done, I get to walk in that every day. Am I going to be perfect? No, I'm not. But you know what? I know that there's someone I go to and I fall at the feet and go, Lord, help me. Help me to do it better today. 
help me do it better tomorrow. And that was the difference between me being that child who so dearly wanted to be right and do everything right for God in my strength to then knowing Jesus and bringing him into my life and now walking that out, but actually knowing that he enables me. He walks with me. I am made righteous because of the sacrifice he has made, and I choose to walk in that. So I just wanted us to get that right first as we walk through the journey. Okay, we're going to look at um, Matthew 5, verse 6, and it says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. So we need, it means if we're hungry for something, we go and we get it. You know, we'll, we'll, nobody's going to force you to eat, okay, unless you're in a hospital and you have to be force fed. But nobody in, you know, in normal everyday life when you have consciousness, nobody's going to force feed you. Nobody's going to shove food down your mouth. Nobody's going to shove fluids down your mouth. You have to make a conscious decision to eat, a conscious decision to drink. So here it is, and it's saying, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Another definition of righteousness is to be righteous is to be human as God envisioned in creation, again in redemption. So in creation, when we go back to Genesis 1, we were created in the image of God. When Adam and Eve were in the garden, before they ate of the fruit, before sin entered, we were perfect. That was when we were righteous, you know? That was when you would, they would be walking in the garden and they were in right standing with the Lord, actually even you know, physically and right standing with the Lord, but also in their heart, in their spirit. Everything was in alignment with who God had created them to be. When we then ate of the fruit and then sinned, we walked away from that righteousness. So hence, we need to pursue it. We need to go to that righteousness. And that has been made complete because of Jesus Christ. So do you... Um, I know that this topic can be very hard, but um, Proverbs 4, verse 18 to 19 does a very good example of explaining again the pathway of righteousness. It says, but the path of the just or righteous is like the light of dawn that shines brighter and brighter until it reaches its full strength and glory in the perfect day. The way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know. They do not know over what they stumble. So path of righteousness, when you're walking in right standing with the Lord, there is a light that goes before you. There is lightness in who you are. When you are choosing to, to, to be in right standing with the Lord, when you're choosing the things that God has created you to be, when you are choosing to walk in forgiveness, when you're choosing to walk in love, when you're choosing to go, do you know what? I am going to be the bigger person in this situation. I am going to choose love. I am going to love you where you're at. When we are choosing to do that, we are actually creating light around us and there isn't darkness. And that's something that I think we don't, sometimes we don't consciously think about that actually when we are choosing the way that God has called us to walk in, we are creating light with the people around you. You know, they're those people that walk into a room, right? And you're just like, man, I want to be your best friend. 
Um, I was in Montana um, at our Youth with the Mission organization, and it's a, um, it's a missions organization, and I'm part of YWAM, and I was with them, and I was speaking on spiritual warfare, and I arrived in Montana. I didn't know that. Okay, actually, I really didn't do my research. My friend is a school leader there, and she invited me, so I thought, yay, America. I'm sure everything is the same. No, it is not. It was minus 17 degrees. Can you even begin to fathom what 17 degrees is like? I know Bob would love 17 degrees, you know, minus 17 degrees, because he just loves the cold. But I was like, what do you even wear in 17, minus 17 degrees? Like, I know minus one degree, but when we get to minus 17, I have no, do you just freeze to death? Do you go outside and everything just freezes? Anyway, um, being the person that I am, I only looked at this a week before I left. Anyway, that's besides the point. I get there, it is frozen, everything is just frozen. It's like, it's like a scene from a Hallmark movie for Christmas time. That's pretty much what it looked like. Everything was just white, 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 everywhere. Um, but... We, we arrive, and YWAM is international. It has all these missionaries from all over the world. And there is this girl called Cree, and she is a Native American. Like, I think she's the second Native American that I've ever seen in my life. And I was, like, so excited because I'm like, oh, my goodness, you're, like, the real Native American. Like, you're the OG person of this land. Like, I get excited when I see indigenous people of the land. So I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is amazing. But Cree, like literally, when she just smiles, the whole room lights up. She didn't even say anything. She just smiled. And I was like, I just want to be your best friend. Okay, I didn't tell her I wanted to be a best friend because it was day one. You know, that would be a bit creepy. I have a whole week where I'm on this campus. I can't be like, I did tell her, you know, a few days later when we did become friends. And I was like, I want to be your best friend because you're so cool. Um, but, you know, they're those people that carry the light with them. That as they enter the room, they don't even have to say anything. The light just beams out of them. You know, today, what kind of a person are you? Are you the person that when you walk into the room, there is that light, that light of righteousness? And it's, it's very interesting because um, there are two types of righteousness, you know? Well, this is the one we know very well. You know the self-righteous ones, yeah? The ones that um, are going, oh, I, I, I see you. Oh, did you choose to wear that today? Did you think that was the right choice to wear, you know? Um, I, I love... Growing up in, in Africa, and um, we had the fashion police. So it wasn't really the fashion police. It was the dress code police, really. And it was about, you know, being modest. So the fashion police, which is usually our mamas in the church, our aunties in the church, they would come up to be like, hi, how are you? And you're like, yes. But you're also tense because you're going, oh, my goodness, have I done everything right? Am I going to be told that something's not in the right place? And they'll be like, oh, you look very lovely today. Oh, so that's the, the skirt you chose to wear today to church? Yeah? That's, they, they don't actually say that is inappropriate for you to wear. They ask you questions that already make you feel this much small. And you're just like, yeah, I guess that might not have been the right choice, but you don't say that was not, you just go, I will do better next time. <laughs> That's all you need to say. So, you know, the, those are the, the self-righteous police that we have. Um, but what kind of righteousness are you walking in? Are you walking in man's righteousness or are you walking in God's righteousness? Because when we are walking in man's righteousness, we actually do not lift people up. It's about us. 
It's about who I want to be and how I want to see to be seen by men. And actually, we can be self-righteous in doing good things. You know, that's, that's the scary part, actually, because there is a lot of good organizations out there doing good works, you know, doing really nice things. But the difference with that righteousness is going, what is the motivation of your heart? Is the motivation of your heart for people to lift you up and to go, oh, look at them. They're just so amazing. Look at all the things that they do. Or is the motivation of your heart that it brings glory to God? As children of God, when we're walking in righteousness, everything should always be pointing up to our Father. Everything should always be a reflection of who God is. And that is when we test, is it self-righteousness or, you know, is it walking in righteousness? All right, so we're going to look at some verses in um, Proverbs 12, verse 28. The way of righteousness leads leads to life and not death. In Proverbs 12, verse 28, it says, In the way of righteousness there is life. Along that path is immorality. So the way of righteousness, there is life. Along that path there is immorality. So if you're choosing righteousness, there will be life. But if you don't choose righteousness, there will be death. Okay. Righteousness belongs to God and God alone. We in our own strength cannot be righteous. We need the Savior to be with us. We need him to walk us through righteousness. Okay. Another verse in Proverbs 15 verse 9, it says that the Lord detests the way of the wicked but he loves those who pursue righteousness. Again, we're chasing after righteousness. And then Proverbs 21, verse 3, it says, Do what is right and just is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. So the Lord is going, when you are right standing with me, it's more acceptable than the acts and the gifts that you bring towards me. I could bring the biggest offering to the Lord, financial offering, my time offering, all of that stuff. But if I'm not walking in right standing with the Lord, if I'm not loving the people that are around me, if I'm not walking in love, in compassion, in kindness, and being holy as he has called me to be holy, if that is not happening, the Lord is saying, Actually, your sacrifice, it just means nothing. There's emptiness in that. Because I would rather take you being in right standing with me than what you're bringing me, because that's just an action. All right. Jesus was the perfect picture of righteousness in the flesh. In Romans 1 verse 17, it says, For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed a, righteous, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last. Just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. Our faith in him leads us to the righteousness of God. Our faith in God is what permits and allows us to be in right standing with him. Believing in Christ is the work of faith and not the work of the flesh. Faith We really have to believe in what we cannot see and believe that God is going to come through. But it's not about just believing in something that's in the air and it's just blind faith. It's believing in the character and the nature of who God is. I believe that my God is good. You know, we sang that that song, he is a good, good father. I believe that my God is good. 
Hence, I have faith that he is going to come through for me. Hence, I will walk in that faith. But if we're not believing in who God is, then what faith do we have? We're just going to keep doing works and works and works. So our faith is what produces the righteousness. In Romans 4, verse 5 to 6, it says, However, to the one who does not work but trusts God, who justifies the ungodly, their faith is credited as righteousness. David says the same thing when he speaks of the blessedness of the one to whom God credits righteousness apart from works. So he is saying, yes, the works are good, but if you're not in right standing with the Lord... It's just nothing. It really doesn't mean, mean anything. But through faith and in walking and asking the Lord to help us walk in that place of righteousness, to be who he has called us to be. Because at the beginning when we were created, the, our original design was to be righteous. But when it, sin entered in, it separated us and took us away. But then the redemption comes in and Jesus comes and he becomes that perfect example. He was the only human being that walked on this earth that was righteous. And then he gives us a picture of what righteousness is. So this is why we need to be reading our Bible. Because if I'm not reading my Bible, I have no idea what righteousness is. It's just another word. And it's just words that, you know. Taffy was just telling us to be righteous, so it's great. But actually, if you want to know the pathway of what it looks like to walk in righteousness, just, you know, read the Gospels. See how Jesus walked. How was he righteous? But also, Proverbs is a great place. You know, it just, it just drops some truth bombs, you know? Like, I'm just, I've started again just going through um, Proverbs, a proverb chapter a day. So whatever day of the week it is. So today's the second. So today, I'll be reading Proverbs 2. And... I have to confess, you know, some days I stop at three verses because the truth is just too much for me. I'm like, I, I, I need a whole week to process what you have just told me because I didn't know. It's like, it's like little nuggets of truth just being tr- thrown at you. It's not a story. And I never used to really understand Proverbs. I used to be like, Proverbs, it's just a lot of words and sentences that don't flow into each other. But actually, it's just little truth bombs that are just dropping Just like, this is who you're called to be. Oh, do you know when you're walking like this? This is not how you should be walking. This is how you should be walking. So it kind of just really confronts us, and it confronts our ugliness. That's how I see Proverbs. So sometimes I take a break, and I go, okay, Lord, I don't think I can handle any more Proverbs. Uh, Can you just, I'm going to read the Gospels. Just tell me about just how amazing you are and what you've called me to be, because um, right now I just need a break from the truth bombs. But, you know, God is so gracious and he's so gentle. He allows us to have those breaks. Righteousness is the God-given quality put in man upon believing Jesus Christ. It's, it's just who we are. It was already there. And Jesus just came and he redeemed that. In 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21, it says, I want to make sure. Okay, yeah, I've got the right one. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Relationship between God and man, which was broken because of sin, is restored through the sacrifice of Jesus and the Lamb of God. If we are not living in God's righteousness, we are trying to do things and be right in our own strength. But when we are living in who God has called us to be, 
We choose to walk in that because he reveals that to us every day of who we were, who we are to be, and who we are supposed to walk as. So I know I touched a bit about righteousness and self-righteousness. So righteousness, it points the person's holiness and purity in heart and in action. Our heart and our actions shows the holiness and the purity of who God has called us to be. When we're being self-righteous, that comes from someone, someone's own goodness and their own work. It's what we are wanting to do. It's what we want to gain from our lives. And the Lord is just calling us to so much more than that. And, you know, even like when I was preparing for this, it's, I was like, oh, Pastor Steve, could you not have given me like a nice, you know, let me talk about holiness or like, you know, like love or hope. You gave me righteousness. I feel like you gave me the hard one. I was like, could you give me wisdom? I would take wisdom any day. But, you know, as I was preparing, you also get confronted by the things you're reading. You have to ask yourself, am I walking in righteousness? What is the motivation of my heart when I'm doing some of the things that I'm doing? Am I doing because it looks good? Or am I doing it because this is what God has called me to do? And this is what he requires for me to do. You know, when, um, in Genesis 15 verse 6, this was the first time we saw righteousness being mentioned in the Bible. Abraham believed the Lord and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. There's that word faith again. We can't have righteousness unless we're walking in faith. Righteousness isn't about the works that we do. It's about having faith in walking in right standing with the Lord. And that takes time. And that takes spending time with God. And that takes reading our Bible so we can be directed in the right path so that we don't fall short and start walking in our own self-righteous path rather than actually going in the path that God has for us. When we look at man's righteousness, man's righteousness is self-seeking. Even when we're doing good, you know? Sometimes you go, oh, do you know what? I, 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 my brother used to battle with this. Um, before, well, he had first just become a Christian, and um, some of you know Mark Tamba, some of you might not. You might see him pop around here and there. Um, they go to, to a different, different church, but um, when he used to be part of this congregation, and when he first became a Christian, he was that exuberant Christian. You know, like, I, for a moment there, I thought he, is, he was called to evangelism because literally he wanted to evangelize everybody. He wanted to tell everybody about Jesus. But he, in his high school, he had friends that were non-Christian. Like, all of his friends were non-Christian, to be honest. Um, <laughs> so here he is, still wanting to hang out with his friends, and he's so excited, and he wants to tell them about Jesus, and they do not want to hear anything about Jesus. And he went to really good school. So a lot of his friends were, you know, well off, and, you know, they had quite a lot of money. So to them, it's like, why would I need Jesus? I have everything that I need. And I remember one day he came and he sat at the side of my bed and I always know that he's about to ask me some deep theological question and I go, Lord Jesus, may I have the wisdom to answer this? And he goes, oh, Fadzi, and that's my name at home. He goes, Fadzi, I'm just, and he could see the agony in him. He goes, I just don't understand. Why do they not get it? Why do they not see that, that, that they need Jesus? Like, I just don't get it. They're, they're good people. My friends are good people. 
and they do nice things to people, and they're generous. So for them, and I said, their eyes have just not yet been opened. And it's hard. I have some really good friends that are not Christians, people that I have worked with when, when I used to work as a social worker, people that I know, that I love so dearly, and I pray for them. And, and I'm not ashamed to share about my lifestyle and who I am and who God is and, and my faith and missions and everything. And some of them actually support me as a missionary, you know, and they don't even believe in God. So I, I just go, Lord Jesus, what kind of story are you trying to build from this? Because this is going to be amazing, the testimony that's going to come from this. But in that, I love them and they're good people and they do good things. But at the core of it, is it righteousness of God or is it man's righteousness? And really, at the end of the day, it's man's righteousness. Because it's what's going to make me feel good rather than is this who I was called to be? Am I walking in the fullness of who God has called me to be? Because when we are, that person wants to know what you have that is different. Whereas when I'm walking in self-righteousness, all they see is how great I am. But when I'm walking in the righteousness of God, they see something that is so much greater that they don't have, but they want to have. They feel a void that is inside of them because you know what? Whether they're walking with God or not walking with God, they were created in the image of God. They have God's DNA inside of them. So when they see something that looks like who they were created to be, they want a bit of that. This is why as followers of Jesus Christ, we need to walk in righteousness. So we point people back to their creator. How are they going to know Jesus if we're not reflecting the Jesus that they need to see? It has to be more than just being a good person, church. It has to be more than just being nice to the people around us. We have to be so intentional. Intentional to be who God has created us to be. So when they look at us, they're seeing the reflection of their creator. You know, there's um, an artist, Brandon Lake, and he shared something on his um, Instagram story. I think he was being interviewed in a church, and he said, I pray to God every morning when I wake up that, Lord, help my unbelief. And he came from a super sketchy background and, you know, radically got saved, all of this. But he's still walking, and he goes, I just don't want to sing songs for the sake of singing songs. I want to sing songs that are going to transform lives because Jesus transformed my life. What is the story that you have about who God is in your life and how he entered? Have you reached a point where you have strayed away from the path of righteousness and you want to come back to that place? Are you in the place where you're just going, hey, I actually just want to know who this Jesus is and I need him in my life so I can start learning what it means to walk in righteousness? No matter what part of the journey that you're on, God still wants to draw you in. That's the difference between doing acts and actually having a relationship with Jesus. Having a relationship with Jesus is that he is always near. We're the ones that push him away. He is ever close to us, and he so desires for us to be who we were created to be. And I pray that that is something that you will take away from today. So in closing, I'm just going to read from Psalm... Uh, not a hundred, actually just Psalm 1, to be honest. Psalm 1, 
And I'm going to read from the Passion Translation, which we actually don't have up. We just have the normal translation. Um, but I loved what it said because actually this whole psalm is giving us an example of who God has called us to be and what it means to walk in righteousness. It says, What delight comes from those who follow God's way? They won't walk in step with the wicked, nor share the sinner's way, nor be found sitting in the scorner's seat. Their pleasure and passion is remaining true to the word of I am, meditating day and night in his true revelation of light. They will be standing firm like a flourishing tree planted by God's design, deeply rooted by the brook of bliss, bearing fruit in every season of their lives. They are never dry, never fainting, ever blessed, ever prosperous. But how different are the wicked? Are they, all, all they are is dust in the wind, driven by, away to destruction. The wicked will not endure day, the day of judgment, for God will not defend them. Nothing will do Nothing they do will succeed to endure for long, for they have no part with those who walk in truth. But how different it is for the righteous. The Lord embraces their path as they move forward while the way of the wicked is led to doom. And and I used to find this, um, I used to find it very harsh when the Lord would say the wicked, because I'd be like, oh Lord, that is just really not loving for me to be calling the wicked and you know, but God was just saying, it's just people that are just removed from the original design of who I have called them to be. All of us are walking in that grace that God has for us. All of us are desiring to walk in the path of righteousness. And God is saying, I am here to show you every single step of the way, what that looks like. We just need to pursue it. We just need to run after God and ask him, for more of who he has created us to be. So as I'm wrapping up, I really pray that today, as I've been sharing about the different parts of right, I pray that you would go into you know, Proverbs and read all these different verses that will, will help you see what righteousness looks like. But I pray that you will see the heart of the Father in what righteousness is. All he desires is that we would go back to our original state of who we were created to be. All he desires is that we would walk in freedom in knowing who he has created us to be, to be in right standing with him. You know, it talks in Genesis that, you know, Adam and Eve walked in the cool of the night. They walked with such freedom. There was no anxiety. There was no worry. They just walked in that peace and that love. And Jesus, God sent his son Jesus so that we would experience that again. You know, in the prayer it says, you know, let it be on earth as it is in heaven. God's desire is that we would live that out in our everyday life. That as we continue to pursue what it means to be in right standing with God, as we continue to pursue what it means to walk with God, he wants to give us peace every day. He wants us to be agents of love to each other. He wants us to experience the fullness of who he is, even while we're still on earth. So I'm just going to pray for us today. I'm going to pray for, for two people. 
you know, as we bow our heads today, I want to pray for the ones that have walked away from the path of righteousness. You know, if, it, if at any moment in anything that I've said, if there has been a little nudge from the Lord where he has gone, hey, hey, son, hey, daughter, there's this little area that I just want you to just, just, you know, put back in alignment with who I am. Put back in who I have called you to be. If you're one of those people, I want to pray for you. And secondly, I want to pray for the ones that have, don't even have a relationship with Jesus. Who are like, you know what? I don't even know where to begin with that. I want to pray for you as well. That you would accept him as your Lord and Savior. That you would know him in that way. I got to know him at the age of 12. And that was one of the best decisions that I made in my life. The journey hasn't been easy. But you know what? Sometimes I stand and I look and I go, if it had not been for the Lord, I have no idea where my life would be today. I wouldn't be doing half of the things that I do today. And I never want anyone to be robbed of knowing that. It is never too late to say yes, to invite him, to walk in that personal relationship with him. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray for the first group. Heavenly Father, I pray. I pray for each and every person in this room who has, has heard the message but also have said, there are things in my life that are not in right standing with you, Lord. Heavenly Father, I pray. I pray for that individual. I pray that, Lord, you would minister to their heart, that you would come around them, that you would cover them with your presence that you would show them what it means to walk in right standing with you. You would show them what it means to choose that every single day, to choose righteousness every single day, not by the works that we would do, Lord, but because of who you are, because your son has clothed us in righteousness. Your son has given us that ability to walk every day. May that truth be what resonates in each and every person. Thank you, Jesus, for their lives. May they walk in freedom today, knowing the truth of what you have said and who you are. Amen. And if it's your first time and you want to accept Jesus into your life, you know, as we continue to bow our heads, if this is your first time and you want to do that, I want to give you the opportunity to lift up your hand. If it's too much for you, we have Mark who's at the, at the back of the room. And after the service, you can go talk to him. Um, you can go talk to any one of us um, just to, to talk to you and, and just walk you on that journey a little bit further. But I'm going to pray for you. If this will be your first time that you're saying yes to Jesus Christ, your first time that you're saying you want that relationship, I want to pray for you. And then from then on, we want to walk with you on this journey. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for the sacrifice that your son made on the cross. We thank you for the ones today that are saying yes to you for the first time. That are coming home. That are saying, yes, I want to be connected to the one that has created me. I want to say no to the way of the wicked. I want to say no to the things of sin that separate me from my creator. Today I choose you, Lord. Today I choose to walk with you. Lord, would you guide each and every one of those people that have said yes to you today. 
May your hand be upon them. May they know that today is a significant day and you desire to do great things in their lives. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And Lord, I just, I just thank you for what you have done this morning, Lord, for each and every person in this place. May this be something that we continue to talk about, that we continue to encourage each other on. And Lord, as we go about our weeks, may you continue to highlight areas that we can walk in righteousness each and every day. May this bring us closer to who you are and closer to, to having you in our lives every single day. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 <laughs>